All right, folks, I'm super excited because today we're diving into a topic that you know I love, which is video. We're talking about a topic that you know Remington loves, which is measuring the crap out of everything. And we're also <laughs> going to have a guest that is absolutely amazing and that I'm sure that you know who he is, and that is the one, the only... Are you immersed in a sea of business advice and education but not sure what to embark on first? Instead of adding to the ocean of information, we're here to help you navigate it like a pro. The Wayfinding Growth Podcast will help you take a deep dive into new actionable strategies, tools, and tactics to help you grow. So start charting a course for business growth as you explore a better way to grow further, faster, with your hosts, Remington Begg and George B. Thomas. The man, the myth, the legend, Jeremy Vest. Jeremy, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Remington, let's let's look at you for a second because I want everybody to look at Remington. <laughs> we, we were having envy as we got started. This is Remington's picture. I'm just going to show up, mine everybody? again. This is my picture. And then, like, I feel like the whole show, we should just put it on – we should put it on Jeremy and just on Jeremy. Just, just on Jeremy and that's what <laughs> we should do. That's what we should do, folks. So so Jeremy, we are going to have a com I'm actually I need to take it off. I, I'm gonna take it off. I'm gonna put it on me. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun though. Jeremy, so we're gonna have a conversation today. And the problem, the major problem that we're trying to solve, because on Wayfinding Growth, we're always trying to figure out the problem that a company is facing, um, how they can fix that, and, and we can elevate their growth. Hence, Wayfinding Growth podcast. And so today, it's it's kind of a 50,000-foot conversation that needs to ha happen first, and then we're going to dive into the micro, because we're going to talk about like measuring your success, measuring your success when it comes to video. Um, and But before we get into this, like Jeremy, why don't you tell people who you are, a little bit about you, because you have some amazing football stats, by the way, uh, the company that you uh, just rock it out with, and then let's do this. Go right into the question of why video, why YouTube, um, and for sure, like, why now? Yeah, definitely. So I've been doing video marketing and YouTube since like 2008. I'm old. <laughs> so I've been doing this a long time. Um, I've worked with about 30 of the top 100 brands in America on uh, doing their video marketing and YouTube strategies. Uh, we have over 2 billion organic views for our customers, uh, big brands from like HP to name drop, name drop, name drop. Um, so I'm kind of the nerd behind the scenes. A lot of people don't know who I am, and I'm really okay with that. I'm also the founder of Video Marketing World, one of the larger video marketing conferences um, in the country. That's actually next week, believe it or not, which is crazy. And yeah, so I I just have eat and breathe the nerd side of video and video analytics. And um, I'm also the senior evangelist of vidIQ, one of the largest, if not the largest third-party YouTube software analytics companies in the world. Um, we have... Um, over 700,000 active users of our software. So, so yeah. So I'm just uh, all about video analytics and nerd nerding out. And I think the, the, the big problem that businesses have with video is they make video because they need to, and they don't necessarily have a face. So it's not very effective 99% of the time. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, one of the things I love to talk about is uh, humanizing uh, your brand and actually having like this mug. And I know a lot of people out there are listening to this, they're viewing this and they're like, well, but I have uh, I have a face for radio or I have a face for like (laughs) audio podcasting. And and, And I always say this, like nobody gives a crap really what you look like. Although, Jeremy, you look amazing today. Nobody cares about what you look like. They care about the value that comes out of your mouth. And so so I love that you are nerding out on video. I love that you're nerding out on analytics. By the way, viewers, listeners, I will tell you, like, when I do trainings, because we train people on video, I'll have vidIQ in my sidebar when I'm showing them their videos, and inherently their mind explodes. And they're like, what's that? Yeah. What's that thing? And uh, so that's always a good conversation. So Remington, why don't we get into kind of the deep end of this and start to talk about, you know, tools and today's navigational instruments? Sure, sure. So what um, – so Jeremy, I'm excited to have you on. So what are the, you know, the metrics that people should start with and start paying attention to? And how do you how do you see like what they should pay attention to initially versus like how to start dialing things in? You know, I will say the first thing is just like fundamentals Um, Mm -hmm. and the fundamentals are what does success. I know this sounds stupid, but just bear with me. What does success mean for a video? The the kind of the stages of ignorance with a brand and, and I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just being honest, kind of like the stages of ignorance of video is we need an audience. We need to get views. We need to get subscribers. And then from there, it starts getting into this philosophy of, okay, we just spent a lot of time and money. What did we get back from that? And then it gets to a stage of some people get fired because they're spending a lot of time and money and effort and not getting results. Um, So I think just like any other marketing for a business, there has to be general metrics to understand how things happen. The biggest miss businesses have with video specifically is they're not understanding um, that the sale doesn't typically happen with a video. The the video is a handoff. So it's the, you know, the top of the funnel starting point because with video and why video is because of emotion, you know, picture may be worth a thousand words and you may be able to to make someone cry in text, but you can't really have someone trust you and believe in you without a video. You know, it's besides an in-person meeting, it's really the most emotionally engaging way to connect to your potential customers. So video is absolutely the best way to sell online, in my opinion. Um, And of course, I'm biased. But also, if you think about the other two options, text and, and pictures, of course, video should win every time. But the reason why businesses don't think it works is because last attribute, uh, last attribute, um, attribute. So what's happening is they filled out a form and or they got an email mm-hmm. or whatever, and then they ended up buying. But um, last click attribute. Sorry, that's what yep. I was trying to get to. But but what they're not realizing is the handoff, the virtual shake of a hand happened, you know, a year earlier when they were introduced to your first video. So video is very powerful from a sales perspective. I don't really think it can be beat, but people just don't get the analytical side and how to, um, you know, how to look at the data properly. So you need to really understand the path 
way mm-hmm. of how people started you started seeing you to begin with and how they ended becoming a customer. And once you understand that path, I think all the other metrics don't mean that much, you know, honestly. Wow. Awesome. So, <laughs> so, um, so, go ahead. So hang on. He, so he's using my language, <laughs> multi, like multi-click attribution, knowing data, like this is super awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited you brought that up. And that's a really great point too. The, the fact that, a lot of marketers are being measured on on that last that last click, not necessarily yeah. the journey between the two. So that's that's huge. So great, great, I, great job pointing that out. So that's not fair though, because I was going to say that he was using my language, um, <laughs> because when he talked about making people cry in text, I was like, I thought I was the only guy that did that because they looked at my spelling and my grammar, and they just like were like weeping at what I had tried to write on the page. No, what's funny though is my language for real listeners and viewers is Jeremy. You said that it it evokes an emotional response, right? Um, it's so easy to kind of tie into who uh, you are and who they are and the problem that you're trying to solve for them or you know the beginning of the relationship and and i love that um we started to talk about this as a top of the funnel strategy i totally think that in further conversations we could talk about top middle bottom of the funnel but i'm really curious because this is our tool section i want to dive into uh vid iq or other tools it could be wherever you want to go with this but what are the tools that these these folks who are going to be leveraging video for their company need to inherently have and start to use? So we like to say of iq that creators go through a journey. And there's a lot of aspects to creating videos. You have the tech side where you're actually editing and you're shooting videos. All of that stuff's difficult, right? Unless you're like a 13-year-old and then you're really good at it. Just inherently, <laughs> you're just born with that. Um So you have that part of the journey and then you have the social media journey, you know, where you're posting things to Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, And then you have the, you know, aftermath journey where you're trying to decipher, you know, how did your ads do and the analytics and conversions and all that stuff. So to me, like you just have like, it's almost like a circle of life with a video and there's just so many aspects and parts to that circle. So you have to make content people want to consume. You can't just make, you can't just tell people about your new widget because no one gives a crap about your new widget. And with over 500 hours uploaded every minute to YouTube, you have to find a captive audience that actually cares about what you have to say. So the first thing I would I would honestly say is you need to make content people care about. The easiest way to do that is to answer questions people are asking. That's the easiest way for any business to get started on YouTube and other social media platforms is to answer video questions people are asking. Then... Imagine that all of your analytics are different now, right? Because if you're an, an giving true value and you're answering questions people are asking, then your your audience is going to grow better and everything's going to be better. Um, if you start from a perspective of just telling people about your widgets, then you've already failed and you might as well not do video at all, like 0% of the time. So from there, you know, let's get into one of the journeys is when you upload videos specifically to YouTube, you need to understand what people are searching for. 
you can use a, a tool like vidIQ to really understand the search intent and what people are searching for and use the right tag styles, descriptions, and playlists and thumbnails to really make the content that you're producing uh, match the intent of search that people are searching for. Um, so that's where a, a tool like vidIQ really comes to play. We help you understand what people are already searching for, what tags, titles, and descriptions and playlists you use, and then boom, you're able to match that content and make content around those those ideas. And then you also have all these other really cool companies that for brands like um, Vidyard and Wipester and, and some of these other companies out there that have analytics uh, that track back into your CRMs and CMSs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I love the fact that, um, you know, it's funny. We, we sort of, I mean, we did have a conversation about tools, which is great. And I love the fact that the, the first tool, if I summed it up, was like, uh, your brain and, um, yeah. actually paying attention to your audience and the questions that they have. But then the second part of, uh, uh, conversation around the tool, Jeremy, that I really heard was most of you think that this is complex. However, there is a tool that can simplify what you think is yeah. complex and make it easy to understand the intent of the searcher, the conversation that you should be uh, having. And and by the way, a lot of this section ties back to the fact that like if you're not focused on human first, uh, just don't hit the record button. But if you can – like so widget first, uh, just make, make – write, write me a letter. Send me yeah. a postcard. <laughs> if you're widget first, send me a postcard. I swear I won't throw it away. If you're human first, then make a video because it's something that I might watch, right? And so I love – I actually love that section. Remington, is there anything in that section that you kind of pulled out or um, immediately you started to think about when it comes to like maybe even our own company and our own growth and, and how we – because you know we're like – we double down on video, we double down on being human. Right. So what, what were your thoughts? For me, I think some of the cool things that came out of that, and, you know, we have at Impulse, we've got, you know, marketers who handle SEO, and then we've got videographers that just handle the creative for the video. And then, you know, George is pumping up videos like a madman. And so we got all, we got all of this, this flow going, but the, the big thing that I took away there is that the, the people that are uploading the video, the videos to YouTube or to whatever platform really need to consider the SEO behind it. Um, you know, the search terms, the, the actual questions people are asking. So that's really huge because, um, I think a lot of times I, I've, I've seen it countless times, um, video final <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the title, well, you know, well, you know, um, videographers hate me most of the time, even though I am a videographer. Um, and the reason for that is the, the past basically was your creative and you're going to tell a story and that story is going to be seen and you're going to win. Now, <laughs> these it's more about I'm looking at my cell phone with my tablet open and maybe my desktop computer behind me. And you have about two seconds to to grab my attention. So one of the reasons most videographers hate my guts is because I tell them every single thing they're doing is wrong. And beyond that, I have more stuff to say. <laughs> you know, so and, and and the truth is, media has changed so much that traditional thoughts of videography and how people consume content is wrong. 
It is just absolutely wrong. Unless you have a series on Hulu, Netflix, or you know Amazon Prime, you're you're probably not. People don't consume YouTube and Instagram and Facebook video the way they consume watching a thirty-minute show. And um, I would say that most of the time, social media and marketing people should actually dictate what video should be made. And videographers should have a formula to understand when people are leaving and exiting the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't give a videographer in general, a traditional videographer, not a new age kid that understands social media. I would not give them carte blanche to say, hey, go tell a good story. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, so so there's so much I want to say to this because, <laughs> because Jeremy, again, speaking my language on this, like – one of the things that I always try to pay attention to when we're creating video is the fact that there are some inherent things that need to happen. One, um, it needs to be super helpful uh, immediately. The other thing is by the time they get done watching the video, I want them to be happy, meaning I've made them smile. I've made them laugh by adding some type of humor in that video. And, and, and it's not so much about the story, but it's about the solution to the thing that is the hurdle in their life at that moment. And I make a lot of micro content around HubSpot and and actually how to use the tool and things like that. And, and it isn't. It isn't that I'm trying to tell a great story. It isn't that I'm trying to make this mass production. And it's and it's not that it has to be this big process. It's like, hey, I have 30 minutes. I need to make these three tutorials. This is what the outcome needs to be. Um, I don't care if there's like this massive like video montage. Yeah, I don't care. Like it's yeah. hit publish so that the people – can get what they want and go where they got to go with that content. I love this Remington. Oh, I love this so much. I'm just saying, (laughs) but, but Remington, why don't you explain to people why we can actually do these wayfinding growth podcast episodes? Yeah. So we can do these podcast episodes, especially these early ones, because impulse creative sponsors this whole game. So this week's episode is brought to you by the impulse creative website and marketing audits. Um, so often people are looking for a shiny new website and they sign up for, for marketing retainers and they haven't thought about what the strategy should be without actually understanding what's wrong with what's going on with what they're doing today. So our audits demystify that process and set everyone up for success from the get go. So reach out to George or me and we can hook you up with one of those. Speaking of strategy, Jeremy, we're moving into the charting the course section of the podcast. And it's funny because you you just a minute ago, which, by the way, I don't know if you could tell, got me a little excited. <laughs> but, but you were talking about how I would not do this with the videographer and the mindset should not be these things. And so the first question that we have in our charting the course is really – who should be the captain of this ship? Like who should be leading the way on this content creation game that needs to happen around video and um, and measuring the success or failure of said video strategy? You know, working with a lot of companies, sometimes that person works in marketing. Some that that person's like the director of social media. Sometimes that person is the media person, like a video team. Ultimately, They need to understand how sales works. They need to understand how analytics works. And they need to understand how human interaction works. If if you can have those three things, if you can understand those three things, you could be very successful in new, you know, very, very, very new styled video. 
Um, you have to have, be a human, show your eyeballs, and give a lot of value. Everything else is kind of simple, but once you start thinking about – if you have an audience – and you're thinking about how montage and how you should do your slow-mo shot and be like Peter McKinnon and all this stuff, you've already lost the whole battle of your video more than likely. Now, if you're a celebrity or if you have a brand like Vans or something, then clearly you you know there is a time and place to make phenomenal content. There really is. But if you're a small business and you're a perceived thought leader, um, you need to get in and out. And you need to make stuff happen quickly. I've actually, this studio is just my desk where I work every day. I have uh, two remotes right here. And I can turn everything on and hit recording within 10 seconds. And I also use OBS, so I'm not even editing. I do everything. I have this thing called the Elgato Stream Deck. So I'm switching in real time between my intros and my content and my ending cards so i'm actually i don't even edit content anymore if, if i have ums and these in the beginning and end i don't even edit it out i just upload um so in my opinion it's all about contextually relevant real-time content for perceived thought leaders if you're a big brand of course it's a different story but for most people it's about getting that content up quickly we have very similar mindsets in regards to creating the video. So that's really cool. So where do you find, so you mentioned larger companies might be a little different. So maybe you could break this up between larger companies and like more smaller business. Um, if you, if you have experience in that area, but where are companies journeying or getting started in their journey right now? Um, when you have those conversations with them. So, you know, at this point in 2018, I think most companies, big, medium, and small have all failed in video equally right <laughs> um you know the bigger companies are spending fifty thousand dollars to make stuff people don't want to watch in general <laughs> the smaller companies are making content that may not have great audio or video or may make someone nauseous because it's all over the place um, cons um and then the medium companies honestly have a lot more success normally than I see from a small or a big, you know, okay. it's kind of, it makes sense though, because the big companies are slow to move and the small companies are maybe too fast to move. And the medium companies in general seem to have a, like, you know, happy, happy medium there. So in my opinion, all that matters is you're reaching your audience that needs something from you and you're delivering it better than your competitors. It's really all right. it comes down to. There's nothing else. Um, you can use an iPhone. You know, just make sure you have a good mic and make mm -hmm. sure that your eyes are lit because shady, uh, you know, someone being shady, that's because you can't see the whites of their eyes properly. And nonverbal communication is more important than verbal communication. So those things really, really matter. But the quality of your camera means nothing. The quality of your audio, people will not tolerate bad audio at all. Yeah, I just want to sit here and shake my head for a hot minute. Like, I mean, I mean, this is just good stuff. And 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 when you talk about communication, I totally agree with the eyes. There's so many things that viewers, listeners, you could Google and pay attention to, like that way that you hold your hands in video and how much people can see of you on video. And that is a place where we could go super micro and nerdy. So I. I 
I want to ask a little bit of a different question for you, Jeremy, and that is think of uh, let's we're on a boat, right? And we can, we can set sail to this island, and it's an it's a paradise island. Like things are just amazing. It's like one of those Corona commercials with like the tiki, and you've got like a Hawaiian punch that you're drinking, or you know how whatever <laughs> would make it a paradise would be a paradise. When you think of that, and you start to paint companies and video and measurement of the success, like what what is that, or what does that look like? So people know where they should be journeying towards. No matter if you're a large or medium or small size business, like some of us are rowing in canoes, some of us have like whatever you know, like a fifty foot boat, and some of us are on a cruise line. But how do we all get to the same right place, if you will? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the ways specifically on YouTube to look at this is to type in what you want to rank for and see the top five videos of who's ranking number one in the world for that particular term. So HubSpot integration, right? Who are those top five people and why, why did they get there? Look at their tags, how descriptions, how long people are watching their content, you know, what their content's about, if they're offering something specific. Um but really just like like a private investigator, really just dig into what the top performing content is and understand it and make your own version and flavor of it. You know, it's funny. Um, I've always not cared to be on camera. I like to be behind the camera. But when I'm when I'm getting on camera, I have my skateboards and, and I'm human. Right. I'm, I am mm-hmm. literally the person I am in normal life with the ums and these and the unprofessionalism, this is who I am in person. And and I'll tell you, I, I have a friend, he's a Peabody award-winning photojournalist. And when he gets on camera on YouTube, he does really, really bad. And the reason he does so bad is he is a professional. He has the perfect voice. He's very, very, very articulate and very intelligent. And people do not want to tolerate it. <laughs> that sounds weird, right? Yeah, but, but it's, it's true. the truth. It's the yep. tr- people want people. You know, my my daughters watch YouTubers that are just humans. They're not the they don't have perfect bodies or teeth or eyes or makeup. They're just other folks. And I think uh, the new punk rock in America is YouTubers. I think people are so tired of the fake perceptions in life that they've taken to YouTube at 1.9 billion people watch YouTube, by the way, that's a third of the, the population in the world. This is not some little fad. This is a very yeah. deal. And if you can capture people's hearts and minds, I was working with one of the largest beauty brands in the world and they are really pissed that a 14 year old had a billion views and they had like a hundred million. <laughs> But the, what I told them is they are not a person. They could hire someone like Katy Perry, right? But they don't have a soul. They can't – they don't have issues. People can't follow this brand through the thick and thin of life and really get to know who they are. So the people, the average folks, people like Boogie who's a gamer with millions of subscribers and he's about 400, 500 pounds – People like him, the real humans in life, have a million times more 
probability of becoming famous and making money on YouTube than a brand. So the normal folks are in control, but it's very difficult to do because you have to put out several videos a week and you have to, you know, really you guys invest in a lot of content. And uh, I know, George, when I see you at conferences like Social Media Marketing World, I'm always complimenting on I love that you guys are hustling and grinding. And and this is what it takes. It takes that hustle and grind. It really doesn't take from a technical perspective that much. You just have to give people value and do it better than your competitors. Yeah. So I love this, Jeremy. The the technical the technical <laughs> is a hurdle that people allow themselves to put in front of them because it's an excuse on the fact mm. that they don't want to do it. The technical is actually very easy. Jeremy, you said something in there that I totally want to hit upon, and 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 you brought up Peter McKinnon, which by the way he's awesome and amazing. I love what, him. He, what he does. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've watched a ton of his stuff. But For, everyone wants to be him. That's what annoys me. Yes, yes. And <laughs> and what I want to add on to that is here's the thing. The world wants you just to be you, right? right. And the yeah. world of video absolutely just wants you to be you. And there's this magical thing that if you can just capture, and it's called being authentic or authenticity. If you can capture that and you can just put that through with your videos, people will fall in love with what you're doing. And you don't have to have it be this masterpiece. They they are loving the person and the value that the person is giving. And, and, they, do, and they realize that it's not a rinse and repeat because as consumers, as as human beings, our rinse and repeat radar is like on point. Uh, by the way, just so everybody knows, rinse and repeat, it's the BS radar. And I'm, that's as far as I'm <laughs> going to take it because I just don't like – but you know what I'm saying. Like just yeah. be you. Create that content. Be happy. Be helpful. Be human in these things, and it will go so much further, so much further. The other thing I want to unpack real quick, even though we've got a whole recap, but Remington, you better hold on because the recap episode, <laughs> this is, is going to be no joke, bro, because there's been a ton. Like my brain is just going crazy. When I, I asked you the question about sailing to the island, and I was writing down as you were going, and what I heard you say was that, well, first of all, you have to find your island. You Google it, right? Then yeah. you see who is, uh, who's already on the island, um, what they're doing on the island, and then you figure out how you can be you on the island. That is the way yep. that you can be successful in this. Remington, mind blown. <laughs> What's next? You better take over. I need to shut up. Holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this is a perfect opportunity to talk about how, as George is rambling, you can get copies of what he is saying along with Jeremy and everyone else that we go through on the podcast. So you can get your weekly show notes and a monthly deep dive newsletter where I think we might talk about video once or twice this month, um, where every week we're going to send you the links, the tools, the free downloads, the resources so that you can crush your company's success. So check that out. Sign up. It's on every page of our website regarding each of these episodes you go there by go to wayfindinggrowth.com and viewers listeners you know this is where i get excited jeremy can get excited too because this is where he gets to take a nap or take a drink or just relax <laughs> because we're heading into the section of this captain killing it where we talk about somebody who is either doing something amazingly awesome or hashtag fail on the interwebs remedy and i see this week you have somebody that you want to mention on the captain killing it section brother take it away yeah 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 so um a few it's got to be almost a year now um you spoke george at a uh a digital mark mastermind group um and we you talked about video there and there was a 
there was a awesome person there, Jennifer Denny from Elevated Marketing Solutions. And it's funny, this really ties in quite well. So she is like an absolute pay-per-click ninja. And um, so she does really well for her clients. And she had so much information in her presentation. I was like, you have to start doing, you have to start unpacking this in bite-sized pieces. So this goes to what Jeremy um, is talking about on today's episode. But when I saw the topic and what we were going to be talking about today, she actually just put out there, she's been doing videos. I think she's doing a few a week and they're ultra specific about a singular, singular pain point. And, you know, she's seeing some, some actions and it's just really cool to see someone who, who was like, Oh hell no, I'm not getting on video to whatever. I'm just going to do it. Right. And, and she's doing really great. Cause she's, she's, providing that value as Jeremy was saying before and you know she's starting to see that return so I think that this is a great opportunity to give a shout out and hopefully she finds some value in this episode too you go girl (laughs) the Bermuda Triangle gotta love it gotta love the Bermuda Triangle it's uh, it's not really a fun place it's like things get lost like my keys and my cell phone and I don't know if my kids borrow those ships. things, but yeah, ships Airplanes. and planes as well. So, Jeremy, <laughs> this is where we talk about what possibly could go wrong when it, it's video and measuring and companies. And well, we might have to do a 24-hour episode just on this section. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But when it comes to this, why do most – and not that it is impossible, but why do most companies or most people feel like this is impossible for them to journey out and do? You know, I, I think it's – you have social media, you have web stuff, you have SEO, you have analytics, you have pay-per-click, you have all these things that have honestly been around 15-plus years now. Um, I think honest, the honest question or, or the honest answer is video is the hardest because it takes a lot of thought and work. You can go get a graphic designer to make an image. You can hire a writer to make a branding statement or a offer, but a video is real. You know, you can read stuff, but it's going to (laughs) suck. You know, (laughs) you just read off a chart or whatever. So I think the reason video is hard is nothing to do with technology, nothing to do with the expensiveness of cameras. It has all to do with the fact that you have to put yourself out there to the world unfiltered. And people are Mm. terrified of that. What's weird is I even had this problem for a long time. I, I would speak to six, seven, eight hundred people in an audience, you know, at these big conferences like VidCon and Social Media Marketing World. But then I would get on camera and I would just look like deer in the headlights. I, I, I don't know why I had this thing. That was you me. Know, <laughs> a lot of people have this thing. It's it's weird to just stare at a lens. It, it's not a natural thing to do. Evan Carmichael, one of my mentors. He told me he has like 1.4 million subscribers, by the way. So for those of you that don't know him, he told me I, I skateboard. I'm 42 years old. I skateboard every day. And he's like, how many times did it take you to Ollie? I was like, I don't know, 10,000 before oh, I got yeah. good at Ollie. In. And he was like, how many how many times did you, uh, you know, do this video? How many times did you practice it? And I was like, once. And he, and he made me do like 46 times. He made me redo one video 46 times. Yeah. And I've got to the point now to where I just do it two or three times. Mm-hmm. But 
um, to begin with, I actually redid a video 46 times. And I asked him about that, like about a year later um, in L.A. recently. And I was like, so so tell me about this 46 times. You changed my life. Like, I, I'm good at what I'm doing now. And he was like, oh, I don't even remember saying that. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Repetition, that. Doing the reps. You're not going to get yeah. muscles without doing reps, right? So I think the biggest takeaway I could give people starting out is fail every day and get better. That's super profound and awesome at the same time. We've had that conversation once or twice. Just once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so um, as we as we dig into further the Bermuda Triangle, who is who's the prior to watch out for in this scenario? Like, is, is are there people that are going to be in the way, or is it you know what is it beyond not being comfortable in front of a camera? Well, I think that YouTube specifically is the second largest search engine in the world. And 51% of the time, a video SERP or search engine result happens in Google.com. Also, there's this new concept of a, th of, of a YouTube three-pack. So when you type in a question on, on Google.com now, you're starting to get more and more snippets and more and more videos. Mm -hmm. So the the real problem a lot of traditional brands are going to have very quickly if not they're if they're not already facing it is their google resource uh, results pages are going to be inundated with video answers mm -hmm. and they're going to lose big if they're not focusing on video the second largest search engine in the world is youtube already you start mixing google.com with youtube results next thing you know you're not ranking or you're getting half the traffic you got last year. That will happen. I promise you that will happen in the next, you know, year to 18 months to almost every niche vertical. Boom. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to muster up like my best, like, <laughs> like, like, like if you're a business, if you're a business right now, like, Hey, it's practice makes perfect, which by the way, I have something to say about that too, but I'm going to save it for the recap because there's a whole story about doing things about 400 times and all of a sudden realizing, Hey, I'm pretty good at this thing. But, uh, but if you're a business listening to this, and you don't fundamentally understand what Jeremy said. Let me just lay it out for you. And that is in your vertical, start creating video right now. Make sure it's on YouTube. Make sure you have the right video host and it's on there as well because it's going to pull from your video host and it's going to pull from YouTube. And there is a way that you would be able to bury your competition in search because – something that I do and you do, and that is that we're lazy and we'd rather watch a video than even click through to go and read an article. And so it is going to be a winning scenario. Jeremy, super curious if people want to reach out to you, if you, they want to learn more, where do you want to send them? Also, I know it's only a week away, but please promote the crap out of your event as well as sure. maybe next year. If we're going to do it again, we can help you promote it next time, but just lay it out there for them. Sure. If you're in around texas in the texas area it's going to be in dallas the gaylord texan it's called video marketing world we're bringing in 36 of the best guys in the world daryl leaves tim Schmarto, roberto blake like literally these guys have over 30 billion organic views so i'm bringing in like you look at any of these conferences any of them and and compare 
our um, our speaker lineup. It's pretty off the charts. So we're bringing in the top dogs, and it's actually really affordable. Tickets started like three hundred bucks, and it's at a resort, the Gaylord Texan. So just go to VidPow V I D P O W dot com to uh, check that out. And you can find my little new YouTube channel uh, at youtube.com slash Jeremy Vest. I just focus on thumbnails. I'm a niche of a niche of a niche, just focused on thumbnails. It's pretty funny. I've already got almost 4,000 subscribers in about 12 weeks. So um, definitely check that out. Uh, Boom sauce. I uh, (laughs) Yeah, niche marketing. Again, recap episode <laughs> finding your you niche do you want to do that niche. now i'm just kidding i'm just i mean we should just do it now but no so viewers listeners i want to thank you for being part of the community remington obviously thanks you for your listenership your viewership if you are yeah. watching this on youtube make sure you hit the subscribe the bell all of those things make sure you check out our facebook page you know we want to just engage with you as a community also if you're on the go like all of us are make sure you leave us a five-star review on the iTunes where we have audio and video podcasts for you to watch. Until next time, folks, make sure you are doing what you can to leave the dock of mediocrity and set sail to that sunset of success.